Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Uh, this is going to be a quick show, probably the quickest show I've ever done. Um, I put up a, you know, a thread, whatever, for the past couple of days. Uh, I think yesterday or the day before. Yesterday I put it up for topics, and I got absolutely zero response. So no big deal. Um, I, I mean, I've said it time and time again. I, I don't even watch wrestling anymore. Uh, it, it's a very rare occasion that I watch it at all. Um, that's, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of reasons, you know, around that or whatever, you know, I've gone over these, these different, you know, reasons several times on the show. So, uh, no need to continue to rehash that, but, um, why the fuck is the flashlight on, on the back of my phone? It's weird. Um, yeah, that's just fucking on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, there's definitely not going to be any wrestling talk tonight. Tomorrow night, I have uh, my show with Shaheen because Shaheen on Sunday is going to get his tattoo done. He's going to get the Ultimate Warrior done by Schlack, I believe. Um, so tomorrow night, we'll do the normal collaboration deal that we normally do on Sunday with lots of wrestling talk and all of that stuff. 
Um, so there's that. Um, tonight, I, you know, I just, like I said, I wanted to just throw down some topics, whatever the case is. And, um, I, I got nothing. So the two things that I had on my mind that I just wanted to talk about and yeah, non-wrestling related, um, were number one, uh, Steve Whitmore or Whitmire, I should say, uh, he had voiced Kermit the Frog for the past 27 years. Uh, for anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge, huge Muppet Mark. Uh, this dude was fired from his job of voicing Kermit the Frog, amongst many other characters he's voiced over the years. Uh, recently, um, now you know there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of uh, you know from the um, the Henson family and, and Disney over there. They're more or less saying that his behavior has been unprofessional. His uh, his business dealings have been difficult, and this and this. Um, and his side of things is. It sounds a little bit more logical to me and that the majority of it culminated with the ABC series that they had. Um, uh, what was that last year, year before? Um, I hated the ABC series and yeah, I knew a bunch of other people too. And some people liked it obviously, but um, I knew a bunch of other people too that tried to tune into it and tuned out because it just wasn't the Muppets. And, um, obviously Steve had a big problem with it too. Um, it was very edgy. Um, you had like Kermit saying shit like, yo, you know, this and that when me and Piggy first got together, she would do things that were sexy. And it's like Kermit even saying the word sexy is fucking weird. Uh, there was an episode where the, the, the Muppets got all drunk and shit and they were like hung over at the staff meeting the next day or the table read, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, just overall, it was too edgy. It, it was, it was trying to be too cool. I think it was catering to the shit generation that's that's uh, out there now, and trying to be cool. You know, I think you know the past generation, like my generation, I think is just immediately sold on a Muppet movie show whatever the case is it'll at least get your attention and if you bring people in and you do it legitimate and you do it authentic i think you already got my generation at least i think so i mean obviously not everyone in their you know almost 40s are still you know diehard muppet fans but i think you at least get their attention and anyone with some form of nostalgia of the muppets as a kid i think are gonna have somewhat of a um, you know, respect for it in the sense that, you know, maybe they won't be, you know, a huge Muppet Mark like I am, but hopefully they'll pass that on to their kids and it'll be the Muppets they remembered, but now they can show it to their young kids because I mean, let's not get it fucked up. I mean, you show the old Muppet movies to your kids and I mean, young kids and you, you get them into that, and they're entertaining as anything on TV, more entertaining, because some of these cartoons and shows and shit that they put out now are just complete garbage, complete trash. So I don't really think you need to, like, edgy up the Muppets to try to, like, sell some kind of new teenage crowd or anything, because, I mean, that, that's few and far between. I mean, that, that's not going to be widespread as far as getting the movie over um globally and everything I, I think the bigger audience is is the children so if you sell them up it's the same way you used to sell them up it's i think that's that's where your success lies i love the past two movies uh i thought they were both really good most wanted is 
supposedly didn't get really good ratings or anything did really bad, which sucks because that discourages them from doing, you know, possible future projects. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, the Constantine character I thought was awesome. Uh, it was funny as fuck. Um, so his, you know, his problems that, that he had noted with, you know, there was even, a, you know, a, a script called for um, Kermit to lie to Robin, his nephew, about um, breaking up with Miss Peggy or something. And, you know, Steve made the uh, the argument that Kermit would never lie to Robin. That, that's not even in his fucking character. Like, he's always been, like, an honest, straight-up dude. Now, the Disney and the, the other Henson family members tried to, tried to put out this statement that said, uh, Kermit wasn't always just some straight-laced character, some, you know, high-moral-valued character. He was he was a, a prankster and he was this and that and that's the way that Jim created him. And there is some level of truth to that and some level of truth to you know him being you know fun loving, I would say. I wouldn't go out on a limb and say that he fit any bit of the bill that they tried to paint him into in this ABC show. I, I think it was completely completely out of character and you know i always find it extremely insulting when you explain to someone whose job it is what their job is you know what i mean like i've been doing my job for 16 years if someone you know even higher up in my job tries to explain to me oh you know well this this is how you do the and it's like no no I mean you should know after a certain amount of time exactly what your job is exactly what you know and that's not to say that oh no respect for authority after a certain amount of time I'm just saying like if you do things for long enough you should be a goddamn expert at it you should know the ins and outs you should know what you should be doing what you shouldn't be doing you should know everything about what you do and um I, I don't feel that this guy had a disillusion about what Jim Henson wanted Kermit to be. Um, this dude took it as a complete honor that the torch was passed from Jim Henson himself. Jim Henson did um, Kermit initially. And when Jim Henson died in 1990, his torch was passed to Steve Whitmore, Whitmire. And, um, you know, it, it was a huge honor bestowed upon him, and he took that shit very, very seriously, and he tried to hold up the, the morals of the Muppets and everything that they were. So, I mean, I'm a fan. If I could see it from the outside and say, hey, you know, that shit they were doing is way outside the fucking box, and it turned me off as a fan. I mean, you know, I, I got a fucking animal tattooed on my right arm. I mean, that's that's some real shit there. You know, that's, that's not a, you know, casual, not giving a fuck about a Muppet type guy. I'm all about this shit and I'm not done with that army. That's going to be like a next year project, but, uh, there'll be, uh, more Henson characters over there. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it really sucked. And I think, you know, that this kind of changing of the guard situation, if it gets, you know, one guy who did stand up for what was right out of the way and maybe pay, you know, uh, paves the way for bullshit that shouldn't be happening to happen. I mean, it was an unsuccessful show, so I can't imagine them just going back in that direction or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I always hope for more Muppet stuff. 
you know, I always want them to live on and just continue to, you know, put out more projects. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't agree with this, uh, this firing or I don't like it at all. Um, let me see what else do I got? Um, let me just go back to my Facebook real quick. All right. Um, so, yeah, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was I went to the Ocean County Fair this past week. And uh, the Ocean County Fair has always been pretty, eh, I'd say, pretty much on the up and up. Um, you know, years back, they had a, a, a tiger thing. And this is before, you know, I worked where I worked. And I didn't really understand the evils of that type of thing. And, I, you know, I got a little time, so I might as well explain that situation, too. Um, well, whenever you see some kind of exhibit or show or um, venue of any sort where they're displaying tigers for you to take pictures with, uh, they're young tigers. And, um, you know, sometimes they'll do it through the glass where they put the tiger up next to the glass and you sit in front of the glass, take the pictures. Um, from what I remember years ago, and this was, I want to say like shit somewhere in like the fucking, hmm, probably 96, something like that. They had this, this, uh, exhibit over there at the ocean County fair that year. And what it is, is, um, you know, it looks cool. Everybody, you know, that gets a picture with a tiger somewhere. I, I thought they had a joint like that in Florida. Uh, I know they do a ton of it in India, um, but what happens is it's the most evil, terrible thing that you can ever imagine. Like you, you see it as like, oh, super cute tiger. Wow, I got close to a tiger, this and this. But what happens is those tigers are young tigers, and they're able to be plied and, and um, used in a way that works for their exploitation and for their you know money-making purposes. Um, once they get to be a mature tiger, they're not going to tolerate that type of stuff anymore. So they're sold off to places like canned hunts, which are, um, like a fenced off area that, you know, rich people will pay to shoot the tiger and keep their body for a trophy. Um, they're sold to places for their, their skins. They're sold to, you know, roadside zoos that are completely shitty and half-assed. They're sold to a lot of places that lead to the demise of tigers. Um, there's no upside of, of these tiger exhibits that you pose with the tigers. Um, it's, it's all a very, very dark world beneath the, um, you know, the quick little photo op you get. Um, and you go away and their lives turn into something completely different and terrible. Um, I'm not against uh, tigers in captivity. Um, there are, I believe something in the range of about 3000 tigers left in the wild. Um, there's about 10,000 tigers in captivity. So you can only imagine that, um, you know, without those tigers in captivity, I mean, the end is, is in very clear sight as far as tigers in the wild go. Um, you'd be naive to think that those 10,000 tigers would be 10,000 more in the wild because they're, they're hunted and poached at such a large rate that, um, there's there's a lot of species out there that we are it's almost out of our control completely because of the way that the different um you know localities and and the um the different countries that do things they're not protecting these animals so the things that are allowed to happen they're getting killed off in 
masses. And um, sometimes it's just a change in, um, you know, the, uh, the landscape, you know, where the building is happening and it's cutting down their natural resources and that type of thing. And then there are the poachers that, that are doing it for just the furs or the meat or the this or that. So they, they would very well be heading fast towards being in, extinct. And I think, um, you know, a lot of these, you know, places that hold them in captivity, there are legitimate, you know, sanctuaries and, you know, the place I work at, I mean, we have six tigers there and they're very, very well cared for. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of legitimate places for tigers to live. And, you know, I, I'm completely fine with that. Um, but these, you know, these traveling, exhibits that they're just raking in money off of them and um they don't they don't get to just live out their lives nicely somewhere um so that that's a terrible thing but for the most part um this this fair you know because i've heard from some other people that said you know well that's how county fairs are you know every county fair i've been at out of an elephant and this and that well this one really hasn't for the most part the ocean county fair has been comprised of your 4-h tents so you have your, you know, your chickens and uh, ducks and, and um, you know, goats and pigs and, um, you know, rabbits and all sorts of different things like that that are, you know, kids raise, you know, they have their farms around and they raise their, their animals to be shown and they try to win ribbons for the best chicken and best, you know, and they have all different breeds, like some really, really cool looking stuff. And, uh, the, I mean, these are all, for the most part, children that are in these competitions that are, you know, raising these animals and their family on their farms and everything. So, um, you know, that, that's all pretty much on the up and up. Um, they also, uh, my favorite thing that they do at these fairs is uh, a lot of times they have this chainsaw guy, and he was there again this year. Um, he uh, takes like a big ass log and just fucking goes at it for like 20 minutes with a chainsaw and turns it into an insane sculpture, like crazy fucking detailed, like a eagle or a bear or, you know, raccoons or, I mean, it, it, he makes giant benches with bears coming out of it and like all sorts of crazy shit. He took this enormous log. I posted it on my Facebook um, and it's it just enormous log and turned it into like a female tiki god uh, you know within like a half hour like incredible detail um so that's that's my favorite thing over there you know it's just something to do like a lot of some years i miss it because it's just like we happen to be busy during that week that it runs and i just miss it so it's not like a must do for me anyway but you know every once in a while uh, i'll be able to you know make it that year and and it's like i said it's it's pretty enjoyable they do little horse uh horse demonstrations they have their horses out there you know the the kids you know do the little jumps and you know all the different things and uh you know it, it's fun to go around and look at the animals and all of that stuff um well this year um and and another good thing that they had this year was they had like a dog frisbee thing you know show and they explained that all these dogs are from rescues and this and that and those dogs are exercised and loved and i mean you could tell that they're very well bonded with the people and, and they treat them like their dogs and they may travel all over the country and, you know, they're obviously making money for doing these shows, but, um, they're rescue dogs and, you know, you, you can see how happy those dogs are. Um, so that, that again, very good thing. 
Now, what they did this year, which is disgusting to me, is uh, they brought in like a traveling animal exhibit. This was comprised of um, pony rides, uh, elephants. I only saw one elephant, but there could have been more maybe on the truck. I don't know. Um, Camels, camel rides. Uh, They had a big cage full of lemurs. They had... um, uh, you know, some pens full of goats and this and this. And um, I didn't really see the full spectrum of it as far as what was in their uh, quote unquote petting zoo area. Cause I definitely didn't want to go within there. You know, I, I didn't want to like walk through in there and stuff. I just walked on the outside of the, uh, the barricades or whatever. I think the petting zoo part was free. And then you got to a certain point. I think that that's when they're uh, getting money or whatever. Uh, and then they had a kangaroo that looked super depressed too. Um, the thing about this is it's just disgusting. You got to understand. And, you know, some people like to look around and they go, Oh, well look, you know, they don't look too, you know, uh, I mean, they look like they're well fed or they don't look uh, sick or anything like that. But the thing is, is these animals, they live on the road. I mean, that's, that's their life. You know, there's a lot of legitimate zoos, including the Philadelphia Zoo, have completely moved on from their elephant enclosures because they didn't feel they had adequate space to house an elephant. I mean, the Philadelphia Zoo is one of the biggest zoos in this area, and they decided that the space we have cut out for our elephants is not big enough, and they moved on from that and no longer have elephants. Um... You know, there's a lot of that where, I mean, the the standards for that type of animal have been raised quite a bit. And people are taking it a lot more seriously about, you know, housing an elephant and that type of thing. Um, And these camels are huge. You know, they're they're big, big animals. They need a lot of space, too. Um, And um, even circuses, circuses that have gone on since... I mean, the beginning of time, I, circuses have been around forever. And um, a lot of these guys, they're closing their doors forever. I mean, they're discontinuing animals from their exhibits. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus completely ceasing animal operations. There are, I, I think at the very least, their elephant thing is done. Um, a lot of circuses are completely closing forever. Done. Like These things aren't being tolerated with animals being, you know, driven around on a constant basis. Um, And, you know, a lot of times people just try to use that nostalgic value as far as, well, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, my parents brought me to ride the elephant. My parents brought me, I, I rode a camel, this and that. You really have to break it down to reality and you really have to look at what's actually being done. You know, the, these large impressive animals are are being stuffed in a vehicle and driven you know that chainsaw guy said something like yeah you know guys i gotta leave here and i gotta head out to toledo okay that's great he packs his chainsaw up he fucking heads out there and he starts cutting fucking wood for another crowd that's fine just imagine all these animals now have to get in vehicle in a truck and drive to, you know, they're not going to the same place that the chainsaw guys, but I'm just saying, using an example, the difference between that guy going, taking his stuff, heading out and, and them having to be in the back of a truck in a, 
in a trailer, you know, walls inches away from their bodies and headed across country. So these guys can make a buck, you know, and the result of when they get there, they, they walk in a circle. That's the thing. That's the other thing that, you know, people don't understand. A lot of times this, this pony ride shit gets just played like it's, like it's all right. Like it's, well, you know, they're, they're used to, you know, carrying stuff and people riding them and this and that. That's fine when they have a fucking pasture all day, when they have a fucking big ass stable all day, when you're driving them from spot to spot so they can walk in a circle and then get back in the truck, the fucking life sucks. The way I explained it to my kids was, um, you know, when you're on a long car ride and and you just can't wait to get home and you're like, how much longer before we get home? How much longer before we get home? And the answer for them is they don't get to go home. And to me, that that's pretty significant. Um, there, there's no in between where they suddenly have a nice big enclosure before their next trip. There's just stopping grounds you know, they stop here, they stop there. Uh, it's, it's a torturous life and it's, it's the exploitation and just abuse and neglect of animals for, for the sake of people turning a blind eye, sticking their kid on a camel for 10 minutes tops. I mean, not even, I mean, really two minutes, they go around, come back, you know, two minutes. And and it's that animal's life that's in jeopardy. That's why, you know, I just, I can't support that type of thing. I think it's absolutely disgusting that these county fairs are being um, the facilitator of things that are are being, they're being passed by, um, you know, these, these circuses and stuff like that. It's becoming not the norm anymore. It's, it's becoming taboo and something that's, that's not, able to be done but for the county fairs to be the one place left for them to go and exploit animals and facilitate this type of abuse and behavior i think is disgusting and i really think that if people actually got together and looked at it realistically because you know like i got a friend and she had her kid there and um she's an animal lover and she was paid for a kid to go ride the fucking camel. And to me, it's fucking crazy because at that point you're just turning a blind eye and just going, well, yeah, it's terrible, but kid wants to ride it. No, I mean, you got to make a stand against this shit. I mean, you got to, you absolutely have to make a stand against this shit. Even at the Bronx zoo. I love the Bronx zoo. They have fucking camel rides. I hate that shit because everything else has a big enclosure. They could do what they want when they want the fucking schedule goes according to them you know i mean it a lot of these animals have to come in at a certain time to eat and this and that those camels live in this little fucking thing and they just got to walk in fucking circles for people all day and then at night they get to fucking lay themselves down it's just to me it's shitty um i don't agree with any of that type of stuff these animals aren't made for us to just be fucking riding around in a circle for our enjoyment you know, it's, it's gross, man. I, I don't like it at all. And, uh, I, I really think, uh, you know, people get the word out, people get their fucking, 
their morals up a little bit and take a stand against this, I don't think these places are going to, these people are going to have anywhere to go and they're going to have no choice, but maybe find another fucking job rather than exploiting these animals, these exotic animals. And a lot of them are endangered and, um, you know, to have them in uh, confinement, you know, and contained in exhibits that are worthy of, of them being in, I think is one thing, but, to have these wild animals as just a, you know, a tool for you to make a living off of, I think that's a completely separate situation. It needs to be stopped. It definitely needs to be stopped. Right now, we're at, we're at a very low level. I mean, you know, shutting down circuses, that's, that's no easy fucking task. That shit is happening. So when it comes to these little traveling bullshit-ass fucking things, they're in county fairs that set up shop for a week in a place, and they're gone a week in a place and they're gone. So it's, you know, a lot of that shit is like that run and shoot shit, you know, like they do in Hollywood. Sometimes they don't pay permits, you know, to, to go and, uh, you know, record a movie in a certain place. They just go out, they shoot their footage and take, take off. So it's harder to really get an eye on what they're doing is illegal or, or, you know, you know, what standards they're living up to and what laws they may or may not be breaking. So a lot of them are living well beyond codes and, you know, I mean, you really have to have some kind of, you know, um, you know, animal worker, animal cruelty investigator, that type of thing. You'd have to have them on the fucking truck with them to even know. But even that, like I said, in the very best conditions, an animal living on the road is not a, a life for an animal. So that's, um, yeah, pretty much I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, like I said, probably not the most entertaining episode of this yakuza kick radio here but it is what it is like i said tomorrow night i'll be back at it with shaheen gonna do the fucking collaboration show he's having his um you know tattoo done on on uh sunday next wednesday i'm not gonna be able to do the show that night because i'm having my tattoo started and uh so i'm excited about that starting my gremlin project and um this coming Saturday, I got Tough Mudder. So that'll be my last race of the season. Very, very excited about it. It's in Long Island. Never been to Long Island before. My buddy Lou's from out there. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm excited about that. I got to leave my house at fucking 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. So it's going to be a motherfucker. But uh, I'm really, really looking forward to doing that shit out in the middle of the fucking summer. It's going to be like 90 degrees. Bring it on, man. I'm I'm uh I'm hyped. So I'll find a way to do this show sometime next week. Not really sure what day. Um you motherfuckers gotta get some topics up for me because I'll talk about anything, but if I don't have topics, man. It's it's gonna be a short one. But um so yeah, we'll do the thing uh tomorrow night. Uh again sometime next week, and then uh, you know, probably the following Sunday as well. So uh I think that's about it. I'll, uh, oh, shit, wouldn't be a show without me not knowing where my outro is, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I had a different one than that. I should, like, I, I really need to go through and delete all the shit that I've already listened to, or, like, because I have, like, three outros on there, and only one is the one I used. There it is. And, um, I should really go through and delete all this shit, but it's, it's so fucking time-consuming, it's ridiculous. But, alright, check me out tomorrow night on the uh the hot tag feed and then i'll be posting it up here shortly after 
depending on how fast Shaheen gets it to me. Talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.